What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Burndown. I'm Justin. I'm Eric. Today's guest is a fellow hashtag SOTL. SOTL. Sister of the Leaf. You guys know her on Instagram as Sisters in Smoke. Miss Ben Wills. Ben, thank you for joining us. Hey, guys. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing fantastic. We're about to smoke a cigar. About to smoke a cigar with a sister of the leaf. Get to know her a little bit. What could be worse? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything worse. Right? I mean, you got a cigar. It's going to be good conversation. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. We got a little coffee here. So, we're not sure, as we usually do. We usually like to ask our guests what they're smoking, if they're drinking anything. You're already getting the pre-light ceremony intact. So what are you smoking on today, Miss Ben? I'm going with the uh, Explorer by Adventura. Ooh, I actually have never smoked that one. I've seen it, but I've never smoked it. I've seen it many times on Instagram. I have not had the opportunity to smoke it. No? Have you smoked anything from Adventura? I don't think so. Um, it's I might have. I can't remember the one because I remember posting a picture about it. Probably two years ago, maybe. Um, his his logo always reminds me of Jordan. Every time I see yeah. someone post, I just think of the Jordan logo. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the Jumpman. I'm always like, is that a Jordan Jumpman cigar? I don't understand. <laughs> well, that's not a bad, uh, not a bad line to uh, draw conclusions to. So absolutely right. not. It's a great. So I got, I got to say something right off the bat. Right off the bat, I notice <laughs> you got a very iconic poster right over your right shoulder there. Uh, well, I got the, two. the late you know, great I got a left right there. Right. You got, yeah. I got a left and a right. You know? I know. I'm see I'm seeing the one up there. I can see that a little bit more. The great Muhammad Ali right there. Yes, it is. That's from uh the fight with uh Sonny Liston. And so um I don't say it often, but I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. So ah. uh actually I have two posters. I have that one and uh, the great white hope is hanging in my bathroom. <laughs> nice. And then I see here, a lot of posters. Are you a big poster gal? You a big poster gal? I used to be. I actually used to be one of those uh, teenagers who used to buy the music magazines and tear your favorite artists out and tape them on the wall. Oh yeah. It became wallpaper. I was. I yeah. I was. I was around that generation. Right on all of those. I think yeah. we're probably born so. in the same, probably on the same era because. As I didn't do that, and many of the friends I was with, girls, you'd walk into their room, either on their door, their closet, right, bo- right above their bed. They had magazine posters and ripped out pages all over. I guess it was like a like a generational trend type of thing going on. Yeah, I wasn't a big poster person. No, not really. No, what no, you didn't have you didn't have Farrah Fawcett or uh, what was the girl, the woman, uh, Pam? Who was the woman Pam- from Pamela Baywatch? Anderson. You didn't. There you <laughs> go. You didn't have her. Marilyn Monroe. No, I the had, famous I, the famous picture of her over the uh, the sewer, no. the manhole cover with the blowing up, and she's like, oh, holding my skirt down. No, that that's a very famous famous, famous photo. I, I I had like uh, framed basketball jerseys. I had like Julius Irving, Larry Bird, uh, like Michael Jordan. I, that was like my type of poster esque. That's that's what I would do. Okay. Yeah. Now who? Yeah, now so who is? Now who is on the left shoulder behind you? This is. Uh, Prince. This is from the Dirty Mind uh, tour here. I am a huge Purple One fan. Like, wow. I have, to, I have to say this. Prince, I think that Prince, in my opinion, had the best halftime show, hands down. 
I mean, but Canada. of course, uh, when they are, put up that artist, big bed sheet and he was just ripping the. Well, even before that, come on, he came outside with an electric guitar and a scarf on. It was every black girl's dream. You were in the <laughs> rain with a guitar and a scarf. Hell yeah. What about what about what about when he what about when he took the when he took the scarf and he threw it out? All the girls went nuts, so like, ah, oh my god. <laughs> Listen, me too, and I wasn't even there, but yes, I was screaming at the television. <laughs> Boy, oh boy! So let's uh, let's get this interview. Let's delve yeah. into it. We, uh, I love that word, delve. Delve, let's very, delve into it. Very good vocabulary right. word. So while Eric and I are going to light up our cigars, uh, we're we're smoking. I'm smoking a Nub Cameroon for anybody that cares. And I got uh, the back to back Nicaraguan Maduro. So while we light these up, we got to ask you the first question. Okay, who is Sisters in Smoke? How did Sisters in Smoke start? What made you? What gave you the inspiration to start the Instagram? Like, what's it all about? Um, well, originally it wasn't about anything other than uh, I I was actually hosting uh, a cigar event for my good friend, Ken Hamlin, who actually introduced me to cigars, who now has his own cigar called The Arrival. He came to L.A. and wanted to, you know, throw a cards and guards little social. So we got that together, and one of my girlfriends... Uh, DJ Bova, we were smoking a cigar and we took this photo and the photo looked like an album cover from the 99 in the 2000s. Oh yeah. And, um, and my caption was sisters in smoke. And I was like, Ooh, I was like, that would be a cute little Instagram for what I don't know. <laughs> um, and so, so between checking people in, I went, to see if it was available i got it um and then i just kind of left it i kind of forgot that i had it until people were making uh 90s references to uh my photo uh and i was like you know what maybe i can do something with that and i had been smoking with ken for a while um so at some point i think i just started posting to it and it just kind of snowballed from there <laughs> All yeah, from it like took off a random photo in a caption. So when did you start? You started at what time? Did you put your first po first photo up? When was that? Mm. Instagram hasn't been around for well, that. Well, okay, let me let me Instagram ask you hasn't been around for that so, long. So let me ask you this: When better question would be when did you first or when did you really start going on Instagram and start posting stuff and really start taking it seriously? I mean, it might have been. What are we, 2021? It might have been 18. Okay. I think I started out um, doing cigar reviews um, on my Instagram. And they were cigars that I had gotten from Pro Cigar two years ago. Um, and I I had the pleasure of, because I, I was probably there illegally for sure. I did not have a badge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And so I, I was like, yeah, I should probably smoke through these. And, uh, and I, you know, I was recording it and um, actually those very, very, very old reviews are actually in my highlights at the very, very end and on my, uh, on my YouTube. And so I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, kind of smoking for myself for the most part, because up until then um, I was usually handed a cigar by someone. 
So I smoked through them and I was like, okay, this is cool. And you know, my, my YouTube started getting a little traction and I was like, okay, well, I'll just keep going. I mean, it was something to do at the time. I, I wasn't really that invested in it, but I was curious Sure. Um, more than anything else. Yeah. And you know, I'm not sure about how you feel, but I know when I first, I was around the same time I started a, this cigar Instagram, um, it was 2017 and I just did it, you know, for kicks and, you know, just to mess around. And I didn't realize how mm -hmm. much of a community there was and how many people, you know, they call it social media. You don't realize how many people are into cigars. They kind of like blew my mind away. I was like, wow, yeah, there is a ton yeah. of people on here that like cigars and like to post pictures and talk about it. So it was, uh, it was like a very same feeling. I was like, huh, this is kind of taking, you know, taking a little traction. I wonder where I can go with this. So that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how did how did you get into cigars? I know you said you know you were you were just at an event once, but what is it about cigars um, that you like? How'd you get into them? Well, um, and I and I've said this before, but so in, I, not to sound like a broken record, but it was uh, twenty ten NBA All Star Dallas. Okay, um, which is where Ken used to live, he used to play for the Cowboys. So we were there and he comes outside, hands me a tobacco negro and says, smoke this, don't inhale. He just walks off. <laughs> Great advice. Great advice. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Like, <laughs> smoke this, don't inhale. <laughs> First of all, I, don't smoke anything. I don't even know how to smoke, let alone, you know, try to facilitate breathing, which I have been doing my whole life, <laughs> just to, you know, just to stop inhaling air. You're like, like how, what do is you, how do you breathe in without inhaling? Like, what like, the heck is listen, this thing? Listen, I was like, eh. so he wound up, you know, lighting it and and, you know, I tried smoking it and I did the opposite of what I was instructed to do. Um, and there's actually pictures of me uh, lightweight choking, um, which are not funny. But yeah. And so a little, a little funny. I'd be a little funny. True. And so, you know what? Ever since then, uh, we used to travel a lot. And ever since then, uh, we would I would only smoke. When we were somewhere else. Like I lived in LA, he lived wherever he was playing. I never smoked in LA, not until probably recently. So we'd smoke on vacation, we'd smoke with his family, we'd smoke whatever, whatever. Um, and then at some point I was like, all right, girl, you're gonna have to figure this out on your own. <laughs> you're, you're, you're gonna learn today, yeah. that's what we say. <laughs> you know, so. Um, so it just kind of snowballed from there, watching him, his friends, um, and, but yet and still, maybe for like a whole year, I never actually selected a stick for myself. I kind of blindly trusted him to hand me something that wasn't going to kill me or blow my throat out. And he did, you know, I, I didn't get an opportunity to start off with the infused cigars or you went right into it. The ones that are brushed, I I didn't. I, I mean, granted, I feel like the tobacco negro, which I really didn't smoke, I probably put that down after I choked. Um, but then after that, everything was super premium. I think my next stick was my father's Levisu. And I think I got that cigar when we went to Belize. 
and I was high, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> I, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I thought you said you didn't smoke anything. <laughs> so you're gonna gla- you're just gonna glaze over your high in Belize. What, what kind of? She went from not smoking anything to smoking at all in Belize. No, rather. Yeah, yeah. It it literally went just that fast. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I love how she just cruised over that. Like, like we weren't gonna try and bring that up. Yeah, I was just high in Belize when I smoked. Like, that's a normal thing. Like, people in Belize all the time. Well, you know what? I mean, before before now, I mean, even now, I've always had a very um, uh, colorful uh, life. Like, I've always been on a plane. I will, and my friends know, listen, you call me if I got three, four months rent to make some change. When is it? Am I off work? I'm there. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me, give, give me an hour. And at the time, you know, when you're young, there's 48 hours in a day, not 24. So anytime it was like, yo, where you at? Or if I was working, I was traveling, I was hardly ever in LA. So yes, it was smoking in Belize and smoking everywhere but where I live. <laughs> everywhere but where I live. <laughs> That's not so, bad. So what, how would you say that your, you know, has your, I'm sure it has, but your palate, has it changed over over time as you smoke cigars? Like what cigars have you come to love more? What are some of your favorites? Have you, did you start in Connecticut? Like you said, you started with the Tabac Negra. Did you try that again did you move into more fuller bodied smokes like how did your journey change over the over the years i never went back to that cigar um (laughs) never looked back um, you know what i i won't say i don't remember the sticks i smoked before um and maybe because at the time i wasn't not that i wasn't taking it seriously but it was something to do at the time so i wasn't paying attention to the label it's just kind of that, you know, blind friend faith for the most part. You're, sm- um, you're smoking the smoke just to do something while you're out, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, but I have a curious personality. So I was like, all right, like, let's let's figure this out. You are not going to beat me. I'm going to figure out how to smoke this without coughing and embarrassing myself. <laughs> <laughs> so it came to kind of like a challenge for myself. Um, but it wasn't probably until I started smoking the sticks from the IPCPR. Um, I think I found out more what I did not like than I than what I did like. And I remember smoking a 601 La Bamba. It was the yellow one. Yeah. yeah. And I was so sick. I, I like I was stuck. Like like I felt like a character from the movie Half Baked. I was sitting on the couch and I couldn't I'm like I I was like I couldn't even finish smoking I had to put that down I that was well above my smoking grade at the time I never went back to that cigar either (laughs) will you ever go back to it though you try it again nope nope (laughs) done she thought about it for a second she's like nah no I am not one (laughs) nope you burn me once, you're not gonna burn me twice. I'm good. I'll move on. Check it off the list. Um, never going back. Well, we've all been. I remember having sticks. I remember laying down like I, I was out. I was living in an apartment by myself at a time, and I went outside quick. It was cold. I wanted to smoke something. Uh, I don't remember what this. It might have been like a Rocky Patel or something. But I think it was either just a bad stick, or I didn't have any food in me, or whatever it was. 
And I remember coming back in the apartment and feeling that that type of way. I'm like, nope. Just I, I had wood floors. I just lay down on the wood floor. Like, no, I didn't even lay on the couch. I just because the wood floor was cold because it was winter. And I just laid on the cold. I'm just like, let me just let this pass. Yeah. Just got just got cigar sickness and it was terrible. So we've been. I've been there. I know how you feel. It I, sucks. I, I think. I think if you smoke cigars long enough, you had to be at least there a few times. Oh yeah. If you're not, oh, yeah. you're not doing something right. But um. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't had that experience until I, I, again, and that was obviously like quite a few years ago. Until I think maybe two weeks ago, I smoked uh, Roma Craft Black Irish. And I had intended to smoke it to do content. And I usually, you know, try to, you know, smoke two cigars at a time. I come back in, change my clothes. And I was like, nah, not today. <laughs> not today. <laughs> Today's a one cigar day. Not today. <laughs> I was like, not, this is not happening. And, you know, I had to sacrifice, the, you know, the lipstick that I put on that day. And I just sat, I, I just sat on the couch for the rest of the day. It was just, over. I, I was, I was, it took me down. Just, it took just me take down. the L for the day. Just take the yeah, L for the that's day. It, that's and just it. move on. Yeah, that was it. So, I mean, it was it was it was a great smoke, but yeah, I I need a burger. It's probably like a one, with one type tape. of cigar for. The oh day. yeah, I like you said. You need something hearty because I've had plenty of smokes where like we come in, I'm like, God, I just I want something just yeah, just heavy burger, steak, yeah. greasy fries, just fuel the system, <laughs> just baby. Fuel it, man. Fuel it. So mm-hmm. so sister and sisters and smoke today. You know, what, what is it? What are you doing? Where is it taking you? What's, what are the next steps for Sisters and Smoke? Because I, I see you have a website. I know you got the hashtag, the Smoky Truth. I want to know all about it. Yeah, you got a nice following, about 12,000 followers on Instagram. Congrats to you on that. Once you hit the 10K mark, it's like, you're official now, right? <laughs> We're still trying. Say? We're not there yet. So. Is that the- is that what they say? I didn't know that. <laughs> That's what they say. Uh, once you, know? you get the little K on, in your profile. No, you know what? Um, so the Smoky Truth originally, I mean, and look, we, we've been uh, in solitary confinement for uh, a year now. So I had to do a little pivoting. But originally, you know, the Smoky Truth was supposed to be a, a celebratory social exchange Um supported by tasting discovery and so more of an in-person type of thing a communal type of thing for me to be able to put women in a room with other women um and to be able to really focus on what we're doing and why we're doing it which is obviously smoking um and really be able to put our choices or make our choices our own you know like what are we smoking why do you like that what you know why does that interest you really be able to talk to people in the industry which is similar well which is pretty much what I did in quarantine instead of it being in person and you know renting out venues and things like that I had the opportunity to do it via zoom with some of the women that uh have kind of poured into me you know kind of really shown me what tobacco is and how it works and what it looks like and walked me through the transformation um, type of things, you know, with Mia Reyes and Raquel Quesada, you know, and then, you know, kind of have a conversation with retailers. So I got, I really got a chance to do that. And, you know, the women really showed up for that type of experience. It was just 
viral. And I, I think we had a really, really good time and I think it was needed. Um, and it showed me that, you know, we, we do show up when we're invited to the table. So that's great. Yeah. Cause we, it. cause we actually, we interviewed, um, we interviewed somebody for, from PCR, which formerly known as IPCPR or PCA now, sorry, formerly known as IPCPR. And they were saying that women in the cigar industry are, are growing at an exponential rate because it is, you know, let's be honest, it is or was a male dominated industry. Um, and now women are, are on the rise doing exactly what you're doing, saying, no, we're coming into the lounges. We can pick our own cigars. We know what we're smoking. And it's, and it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Cause now you go into cigar lounges and it's a mixture of everybody in there, men and women smoking cigars, knowing what they're smoking, knowing what they're tasting, knowing <laughs> all the different brands and everything. Absolutely. And so it's wonderful. It's, it's nice to see. It's good because we always say, you know, a cigar brings people together. You know, you're in a cigar lounge, you're at a party, people are smoking cigars. The people, the reason why they're together is, you know, it's because of this yes. thing in your hand. And what you're doing is, you know, bringing everyone together, mainly the women's side of it and saying, hey, you know, we're our own group, too. You know, we can we can take on the we can play with the boys, too. And it's I see it every single day on social media. It's just more and more. I remember you posting pictures about it, you know, with your Zooms and you would have like you were swiping. You were swiping through how many people were on the Zoom. And I was like, wow, look at this. This is a lot of people like these are a lot of females smoking cigars. They must know something. They must like something about this cigar. So. That was one of the reasons why we we're on here because we know uh, we saw you orchestrating that. So we want to just understand, you know, the meaning behind it, which is really awesome. Yeah, thank you. You know, I, one thing I've learned in life and also just um, in this space is that, you know, I'm a student uh, into this tobacco game. You know what I mean? I, I'm not fourth and fifth generation um like a Niago or a Raquel Quesada. I didn't grow up in it or around it. This is new for me. Um, and But I've also been afforded the opportunity to be in company with some really amazing people or people I believe that are really amazing and have something to offer. And so when they pour into me, you know, it's not for me to keep, it's for me to give away. You know, they give me something that I think, you know, not just women, but you or you know i you know i have good friends that i smoke and we talk shit can i say shit <laughs> hey you could curse whatever you want to say on here no shit, yeah you can say shit fuck yeah you can say <laughs> shit on right here. you can say shit um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know like that's really the space that i'm in because you know and, and and in no disrespect to you know the men that have been gracious and giving me stuff early on but I didn't know anything I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know what I was smoking I listen I could have been smoking weed for all I know yeah. <laughs> I would have never, I would have it's never a sick of weed <laughs> listen I've seen really big blunts in my day okay so it's possible <laughs> but you know it just gives us an opportunity to participate um, to catch up and to be intentional you know, it's not to exclude um, men from for, from participating, but it's about including in that same in on that same platform. And um, and I feel like that's needed. That's how we show up. Women show up to what we are invited to. <laughs> and women make things more fun, anyways. You know, who always wants to be around a bunch yeah, of guys? Nobody all wants time. a sausage fest. Yeah, no, we want <laughs> we want the perspective from the female side. Well, we understand their side. Well, 
I mean, you're laughing. You're laughing now, but that's exactly what you were doing before we got here. Hey, <laughs> hey when I when I joined, women are on the uprising. So I was always around. I, I guess growing up, when I wasn't into cigars, that's what I thought of. But until I got into the social media game and realizing the people out there, I looked at this. I looked at cigars from a completely mm. different perspective because I even when I started, you know, doing this cigar journey about four years ago, there were still plenty of women involved, and I was like, wow. I was like, I didn't realize, you know, women like mm-hmm. cigars, and it completely, obviously, changes and altered my my perception on it because I obviously thought it was a male dominated industry. But uh, I am obviously wrong, which I'm very happy about because it, it is more fun. <laughs> it is more fun, you know, to be speaking to women like fun. you. I like how it's I like fun. how um, you had said that you're a student of the tobacco industry uh, mm-hmm. because we we all are. I mean. You know, it doesn't matter how long you've been smoking. You're always learning more about the cigar. Like you can be a master blender, like you said, maybe fourth, fifth generation, but you're still learning because every year the tobacco is going to be different. The Mm. weather is different. It grows differently. They're coming out with different cigars every year. I mean, you've seen it. The boutique blends are off the charts now. It's kind of like craft beers. Mm -hmm. There's a new one every single day. (laughs) So you're always learning and there's always more to try. Like. Until you've had every single cigar on the planet, I don't think you're done. And I don't think that's possible because they're always coming out with new ones. No, definitely not. This is true. Very true. So Very true. So speaking about the the community, I mean, one thing that we've certainly come to learn is that the cigar community is super friendly. It's huge. There's so many people on on social media that are smoking cigars, both men and women. Um, how do you how do you feel about the cigar community? about the people that you've smoked with just the community in general uh you know it's cool i you know what i i I wasn't the most social before now um i'm a very a-type personality i all i used to do was work um and more work and work, I really liked money. Um, I really like. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah, we're, we're, we're we have we have that in common. <laughs> so you know, in my twenties, I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really hanging out like that. And so, yeah, smoking cigars has definitely afforded me the opportunity to be a little bit more social, um, to be in front of people. I've probably practiced more elevator pitches in my life in this space. Um, <laughs> And I also, you know, I also have more female relationships, as I like to call them, uh, now than I did before. Um, I've kind of always been a guy's girl. And so now, you know, with this and meeting other women and, you know, kind of leaning into other cultures, it's been really exciting uh, to meet people that now I can... uh, call a friend or, you know, sit and smoke and say, hey, girl, I see you in a minute. Where you at? We need a Zoom day. You know, um, it's been really nice. It's been really good. It's It's been generous. Wow. Yeah. So here's a question that we we actually asked something similar to this in the past. And I want to ask you because it, it kind of, it opens up your mind a little bit to to really think about it. If you could pick one person to smoke a cigar with dead or alive who would who would it be and why i'd smoke a cigar with tupac tupac you are you're in la right 
I am, but I back uh, going back to my previous comment about you know the write on magazines and tearing your you know your favorite artist out and on your wall. He was all over the place. <laughs> all right, I <laughs> he can, was, hey, I completely get. Was, it. I mean, he was the, he I was the man in the nineties. It was Tupac. It was him, and I mean, it'd be probably pretty interesting to have a conversation with that. Is man. he a cigar smoker? I don't. Is he? I mean, I've seen. I think I've yeah. seen pictures. You know. Yeah, he's a he's a he he was a cigar smoker. Um, but really, more so when you think about, for me, think about the experience of smoking cigars and what some, what you might want to get out of it. You know, he was very cerebral, um, very infectious, uh, well-spoken, well-read, the the living definition of uh, carpe diem. I mean, I think what he, he was killed at 25, 26, like to live that much life, to do that much stuff. Can can we pull up a chair? (laughs) Pull up a chair. Let me me talk to you real quick. No, I feel I feel because he was a very he was a very intelligent person person, and you can tell by you know the the lyrics and everything. He was like you said, well read, well spoken, um, and, and those are you know, and those are a lot of people you meet smoking a cigar. You know, not just not saying you know cigars are are for dummies, but there's a lot of smart people out there, and I feel like if you sit down with Tupac Shakur in a lounge, he fits that mold of a cigar smoker in a lounge, and he'll be able to tell you stories and drop knowledge on you that you'll never well, even I, think of before. Honestly, I don't think he would be a lounge guy. I think he is a... Uh, yeah. uh, uh, we're in these streets. Uh, I'm downstairs. Get in the car. Light it up. And uh, let's get on these let's hydraulics go. and ride these streets with <laughs> these palm trees. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get Type bouncing. <laughs> yeah. What I what let's I mean by guys, what I know. mean by like the lounge, I mean just the conversation, like the just the conversations that go in a lounge. You can have those conversations anywhere. He, I, I feel personally because I always listen to a lot of Tupac myself, just from what he had to say and what he can bring to the table and bring to a conversation. It's definitely someone you want to call up when you got a question or you need advice from. He probably someone you want to, you know, put your ear to. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely, um, I think if he was smoking something, I think I would, (laughs) I'd like to think that he would smoke like a Monte Cristo Open Eagle or Tatuaje 6, maybe like LFD. Double Laguero, something a little spicy, Ooh. something worth your time, something Ooh. with a one-two punch, now, that type you, of thing. Name dropped it. I loved it. That now, LFD why, double of heroes. Now, why do you now why for those particular cigars that you just said, why do you think that correlates with him? Um because he to me, he strikes me as the type of person to do everything with intention, whether you agree with it or not. Um and I wouldn't go as far as to say that he'd be a straight Cuban smoker, but I do think he would smoke something of quality, something, like I said, with a little one-two punch, something that's solid, something you can depend on. Um, And so I feel like those sticks, along with like a Drew Estate, Brazilian Maduro, are the type of sticks that he'd be able to rock with. Yeah, something like I like like a like you said a one two punch something that's got a little kick like maybe even like a punch Diablo it's got a good kick the LFD double a hero maybe even like a Lancero size that's got a nice kick I like and then when it gets down to about halfway kind of looks like a joint a little blunt you might want to 
I mean a blunt, not a joint. It looks like a little blunt when it gets halfway down, but I don't smoke weed. I don't freaking know. <laughs> it's okay. But yeah, no, I, I like this because, you know, this is like this is like really one of the first conversations that we've had that we're kind of like, we've asked people, you know, who do you want to smoke with? And most of the time people are, you know, alive, but people who said have, you know, who are obviously passed, they don't go into much detail. So we're kind of like creating a scenario on what type of cigar smoker. And it's kind of a cool perspective because I never really thought about like, hey, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, what would Biggie like to smoke? You know, yeah, what kind of cigars yeah. would he like to smoke? You know, what would we be doing with him? So here's, so here's a question. So, all right. So you paint, you paint the picture, right? So you're sitting, you're in a car, got the hydraulics fully loaded. Still, still Dre by Dr. Dre. Right. <laughs> you got the hydraulics. You got Dr. Dre bumping. He's smoking an LFD or maybe like something with, like you said, punch, uh, uh, punch, I said punch Diablo. You said maybe the open Eagle, but let's say he's smoking an LFD double a hero. What are you smoking with him? I am. Let me see. If I'm smoking with Tupac, that means we're gonna be smoking all night. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like a. So yeah, you've only had maybe two cigar, three cigar day. It's gonna be like a four or five cigar night. <laughs> Listen, okay. We smoking. Let him tell it. It's Hennessy and Alize all night. So I got to start <laughs> off light. That couch is gonna look real good at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Okay. Um, you know what? I'd probably start out with what I'm smoking now, uh, the Adventure uh, uh, Explorer. And I'd probably venture somewhere between the Saga blend number seven. And then I'd probably go to uh, Illusion Epernay. That's um, a fantastic and stick. Then, yeah, I think so too. Um, and then I would go to Patina Maduro. And then I'd probably end with uh, a warped um, Claude Lachine, the small batch exclusive. I'd probably end with that. So you're going to be smoking for like, this is going to be starting at like 11 (laughs) a.m. And you guys smoke one, go to lunch. Better be a Saturday. Better be a Saturday. Get some coffee, get a little drink, smoke another one. I like that's a nice picture right there. Mm-hmm. Right? Just riding around the town all day. I mean, it's like I said, it's a I've never really asked or been in or thought about like a scenario what's like smoking with someone who's passed. So it's a it's a interesting perspective because now I feel like it's real. Now I feel like Tupac is actually alive today and you're gonna be able to do it. And he smokes LFDs, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know what Tupac smokes? He smokes two LFDs, double the arrows. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe we'll find him in Cuba. Maybe maybe he's still in Cuba down there. Maybe, maybe we'll find him one day down there. We'll have to put the hologram up of him smoking an LFD. Yeah, that's a sight to see. That was cool when they did the hologram <laughs> thing. That was very cool. So yeah. what's the uh so what's what are your your goals for like Sisters in Smoke? Is it more of just a blog that you do? I know you have the blog, the Sisters in Smoke, I think it's dot net. Um if, correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. what's what what are your, some of your goals? Like where do you see it taking you in the future? Um, I honestly, you know, my background is in, uh, talent relations. Um, so my job has always been to manage people and expectations and projects. Um, so, you know, the whole thing with the Smoky Truth, being able to create these, uh, celebratory social exchanges, um, with both men and women, of course, uh, that's that's my sweet spot 
Um, and not just from an idea perspective, but from an execution perspective. Um, and I'd like to see that happen. You know, it, it's it's always it's always a really good reminder that these are things that I can do when I go to other countries and they have this they have a culture down pat. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I'd love to take the smoking experience outside of the lounge into a really beautiful a venue and you know keep it cute you know, <laughs> you know keep, keep it cute, cute. keep it keep classy cute. could no, you see yourself cute. like like creating uh or curating these events like in other countries where hey we're gonna have a sisters in smoke or or uh the smoky truth event in different countries that everybody can come and like you said get together ex- exchange ideas and 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 whatnot do you see yourself doing something like that yeah, of course. I mean, listen, there's, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. I live in Hollywood. Listen, you go to one party, you've been to them all, you know, unless Prince shows up or Stevie Wonder decides. I was going to say, I mean, uh, hold on a second. Party. Hey, yeah, every no, party ain't you know. really. <laughs> there's a few parties but, that might be a little bit better than others. <laughs> true. But the formula is always the same. Right, right. And if you can execute it and not just dream it up but really kind of create this imaginative moment um you know in those parties or in those socials then you have something special and so i you know i would love to do that I'd love to team up with sponsors and you know really show them a i won't say a, it's less traditional uh to do things the way that I would like to do them in a traditional space. You know, I'm, I mean, I don't mind the cigar lounge, of course, you know, but I want, and I don't mind cutting lights. And, you know, we've talked about, well, not you and I, but, you know, I've had this conversation with people before when it comes down to like cutting lights and cigar events and, you know, you have people there from brands or whatever, but there's not, there's a, there's, that there's a disconnect, there's a, there's a disconnect between uh, the people that are there to represent the brand and the consumer. And so I kind of want to do away with that. I kind of want to create an experience where people can talk to people like humans, whether they are the shit or not, um, you know, listen to beautiful music, look at beautiful scenery, smoke beautiful cigars, have amazing cocktails by a sponsor and Maybe even, you know, a little dance in here or there, you know, like just really kind of capture the definition of culture. So you're um, trying to put, you're and, trying to, it sounds like you're trying to make a, a vacation. You get the <laughs> vacation event with obviously cigars. Yeah, like you're smoking like a cigar a, down in Miami, you know, on the beach, you know, you got the, you got the view, you got the people, you got the cigars, you got the music. That's what it kind of sounds like. You kind of want to create like that vacation cigar vibe. It's like a, it's like a mini wedding, like a mini wedding just See, based around well, cigars. <laughs> well, it's it's not all it's not always that extravagant, but like I said, you know, those are things that are normal to me. You know, it doesn't take anything to have a, what they call like a happy hour type of experience with a few beautiful touches. You know, it doesn't have to be 
as over the top or you don't have to blow out your budget to do it if you actually pick the right venue. Okay, mm. you pick the right venue, then you keep your budget down. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, there are simple and cost-efficient ways to do that. I just, you know, I don't always want to sit in a smoky place with a terrible uh, humidification system. You know, I don't want to always you know, sit up on my fire escape, which I'm pretty sure everybody knows at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I want to go somewhere else and I want to go somewhere cute. And, you know, I want to talk to cute people, you know, so. No, I like, I like you said, because I've been to events where it's, and I, I, I feel you when you say that there's a little bit of a disconnect between some of the, the sponsors or the retailers that are there to, to promote their cigars uh, and the people that are attending, because we've been to plenty of them where, Okay, they have a table, they're set up and everything, but they're just kind of handing you the cigar and they just tell you, yeah, this cigar's got a Brazilian wrapper, a Habano, binder, but they tell you about the cigar, they give it to you, you walk away and you smoke it. But you only really have the conversation with the people that are attending and not necessarily the people that are sponsoring. You know, there's they're behind the table, you're on this side of the table, and yeah, there's there's a little a bit job. of a disconnect, you know, and I felt that before in some in past events that I've went to. So I, I feel and I think that's a good idea where you're trying to get everybody involved, whether it be the people that are bringing the cigars, the people that are bringing the cocktails, people that are bringing the music, the people that are attending, that are smoking it. You want to bring them all together. Let's all get together. Let's all have a conversation. Let's dance. Let's laugh. Let's eat some food. Look at the nice scenery, the nice people. And I think that's a that's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, but the, it's it's all about what the whatever your your focus is. Usually. Um, it, to keep it in perspective, you know, a cut and light is essentially the focus of that is to promote and sell cigars it's not it's not really designed in the experience space and that's okay like you know it, it's it's what it, it works you know oh. it works for what it, it has its purpose right um and not everybody is like that i've absolutely been you know to some cutting lights and i you know i got my favorite reps who i have a grand time you know with at the time but you know i think there's something to be said about kind of shifting focus a little bit because the cigars are going to sell themselves at this point. Right. At this point, you know, you have to be able to trust that if you're coming, we're coming. But what's that? What's going to happen when we get there? <laughs> right. <laughs> like obviously a cigar there? event, you're going to smoke cigars, whatever cigars are available. You're going to purchase those. You're going to buy those. Like you said, the cigars kind of sell themselves at that point. It's more really about getting the people together and having those conversations, getting them yeah. to know one another. And it's like a, it's almost like a networking event too. It's where you can, you can go and you can meet other people, hear the stories, get, be, make friends. And so speak, and speaking of, you know, the community and getting people together, you know, who are some of your favorite people you like to interact with on social media? If you met them in person or if you just talk to them on Instagram or whatever, who are some of your favorite people that you like to speak to and, you know, and hang out with in the cigar community? Um, well, I'm sure, I'm sure you have a lot. We know. <laughs> um, I, you know, what did Tupac say? I get around. No, <laughs> I, One of my favorite songs by him, by the way. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I'm really, I'm really good friends with Chrissy, uh, from Spades Cigars. Um, and I met her at, uh, she smokes two, um, event out of Atlanta Cigar Week, which is spearheaded by, her aficionado. See, there's a chain of a chain of Octavia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've had her on the podcast. Yeah. 
And and so I think probably, I mean, I'm close to quite a few, but her and I, you know, I, we went to Pro Cigar together. So now I told us like, we, listen, okay, now that I know you, we can travel together, I'm not letting you go. That's huge. I mean, that's a huge factor. <laughs> I'm not letting you, you go. You got to be able to I'm travel with the person. If you can't, if you can't travel with somebody, then that's a huge turnoff. So that's, I mean, it's, it's okay because. Cause I will go somewhere by myself. Don't worry about that. Um, but you know, her, um, I really have a good time with, uh, Renee or, or Bobby January. That's my girl. Um, I talked to the Ashtonary San or her name is San a lot. Um, I also really adore shy. She, uh, I can't remember her Instagram name. This is what happens when you become acquainted with people in their <laughs> real name. You forget what their Instagram name is, but she works at the Davidoff uh, in Peachtree in Atlanta. I, I really adore her. And then I hang out with, uh, here I hang out with Maisha, Sisters, Sisters of the Leaf, and then my buddy Carl here from Cigar Noir um, podcast. That's my, uh, I think he's like me, but a guy. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> the coldest guys, it's like I'm staring at, my, staring at, at myself. Uh, so I kind of, you know, I talk to them the most. Um, so it's been good. There's a lot of great people out there. Yeah, a cigar, mm-hmm. the cigar industry uh, community is is chock full of them. It's mm-hmm. it really is a wonderful community. And like you said, it's I think that the that social media is because we talk about this plenty of times. Where it's a blessing and a curse, and depending on how you use it, and. There's so many people that you can you find them on social media, just like now. Like we found you on social media, <laughs> and here we are having a great conversation on the podcast. We we're, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. We love talking to you. You're a wonderful person, and this is great that we met you on social media. Like it's yeah. we just follow each like your pictures. You like my pictures. I'll hit the follow. You hit the follow. Next thing you know, we're having a conversation. It breaks friends. that ba- <laughs> it breaks that barrier because I you know when we speak to like there's people I've DM'd constantly and then I actually meet them in person and it's like hey what's up like it's like no sweat off the back like you're like you're like you're already yeah, you're already friends you're already yeah, friends yeah. so it's like you know if we go to California you come to New York. It's not like, uh, hey, Ben, what's up? It's like, Ben, what's going on? Where's Tupac? I'm smoking double arrows together. So uh, that's, that's, the, that's the part of social media I like. It kind of, because we love this community, you know, we love pe- meeting people in this community. And it kind of breaks that barrier of that first, that first time meeting people. And it just, you pick up like right where you left off. So yeah. that's, the, that's a huge thing, at least in our part, you know, which we love. So yeah, me too. So I got I have to I have two questions I got to ask you right now. One is <laughs> is is Ben short for something? Is Ben your your real real name? Because I ha- I've never met a woman named Ben. <laughs> I swear if I had a dollar for every time somebody asks me that. I know I know I had to I had to ask you. Calling me okay? But is it is it, a, <laughs> is, is it short for something or is your real name Ben? No, it's short for something. What's it short for? Are you allowed to? Do you want to tell us? Do you not want to tell us? You just don't want to put the whole government name out there. You don't have to. I just was that was that was that was that your second question? <laughs> um, no, my second question was not telling. Don't have to. I just I just I like the mysteriousness. Yeah, it's better it's, that way. It's your name. You don't have to tell anybody. Uh, my second question: <laughs> Who does your hair? Because I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, look, as soon as it turned on, I'm like, her hair is fantastic. It is. You you do have a lot of great hairstyles. I'm not a big guy, obviously, into hair, but I do always take notice of your different hairstyles. I will say that. It is something that is always on Thank point when you. we see you on social media. 
Do you do that yourself? You have a, a, a hairdresser that does it or? No, I do it myself. You know, I got the, you know, in the kitchen. That's what we call it. We do our hair in the kitchen. So I do it myself. It, I mean, it takes, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> well, okay. it looks great. You do a wonderful job on it. As soon <laughs> as we turned you. it on, I was like, man, that's, you got a great head of hair. Look at that. If cigars don't work out, you could open your own hair salon. Yeah, hair, hair spot. <laughs> Listen, I have been doing my hair since I was twelve, and I am over it. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think I hear that from most females. Time. They always say, "I'm over my hair. I'm done with it. I don't want to do it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm well, done." Well, you know what? Like the 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 benefit of having a beautiful head of hair is you can do so many different styles. Like I'm sick of doing the same freaking over and over and over. You got to blow dry it out. You got to put the gel in it, spray hairspray, blow dry it out, put yeah. the hairspray. Like, you have so much to work with. It's just, it's wonderful. Listen, it just all depends on how much time do I, cause this takes me two days. Wow. I really? Two, two days, days to do that? Holy cow. Listen, okay, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Okay, this black girl thing is serious business. Okay. <laughs> Takes a lot it of work. Is, it's just it's serious business. It just it's not that it's a lot of work, it just it just takes time because our hair does whatever is gonna do. We are not black girls are not in control, not like we're <laughs> it's kind of wake no, up and see not. what it's doing today. All right, that's how I'm gonna wear it. No. <laughs> No, you have to wake up, see what it's doing. If it's not doing what it's supposed to do, you got to have a provision, uh, <laughs> which, you, which usually includes a scarf or headband or a fake ponytail, something. I got to have options if this is not going to work out. <laughs> so was, so instead of you choosing your hairstyle, the hairstyle chooses you. It kind of. Yes. Yes. And then and then you can pick your clothes. Not before. Yep. Oh, that's, that's, that's something new. I've never heard that before. Your hair, yes. your hair determines the clothes. Interesting. See, and that's that's yeah, interesting. Yes. Yeah, because so for you, it's the hair determines the rest of the clothes. And we've always talked about. I I go with the shoes. I start at the shoes, and the shoes. So I start from the bottom, work up. You start from the top, work down. Yeah, I don't. Really you never start like the outfit. Never you never start at the outfit. It either starts at the bottom or it starts at the top, and then mm. it fills in the it fills in the rest. Yes, yes, because you know, listen, as a woman, I don't, I don't, I don't know about guys, but. I can find the most beautiful dress in the world. So say, for instance, you know, when I'm at Pro Cigar and they have the all-white party, right? If I buy my dress first, because obviously I have to do it in advance, I have to find a hairstyle that complements the dress that I'm going to wear. Now, if I was actually next week, I would probably be going to Pro Cigar now sad face yeah um, not happening um but i would never go to the dominican republic Uh, (laughs) crazy she would braid this down put this away and you know and then i would pick a hairstyle to go with the dress that i got never the other way around it is a process It, it is a process i will i will say people don't understand how much goes into it you know, and, and it says a lot about people who put themselves together. Like you said, your hair takes two days. You could say, "Forget it. I'm gonna do. It's gonna be two hours." And it's all about it's all about first impressions. Because if you said, "You know, screw it. I'm not taking two days to do my hair. I'm gonna take two hours." I'd be like, "Maybe we don't want to bend on our podcast. You know, her hair is kind of you know, maybe not the best." 
So kudos to you. Great job. Great. It's job. hard work to look this good, yeah. man. Hey, that's what they say. That's what they say. You guys it's hard are work. So funny. So then, let me ask you. Please ask away. Alive or dead, who do you want to smoke with? Frank Sinatra. Oh come on! I feel like everybody's. <laughs> Frank's. I would. I, I would. I need. I need you to dig a little deeper. Okay, Good. I have. I have plenty. We actually. We actually just got asked this question. We were on a. We were on another podcast called Division Lab, and they had asked us, which is kind of why we asked you this question. They asked us if you could have five people at your table, dead or alive, who would it be? And the only co- the only caveat to that is it can't be whatever higher power that you believe in, because obviously, you know, we believe I believe in God, he believes in God, we would I would like to have a conversation with God. He said you can't you can't choose your higher power. Who would your five be? And it was a very hard question because it was on the spot and I'm like Man, there's like a Rolodex. My brain is so my many first, different my people. My first one, I said, I said Kobe. I said Kobe. Kobe Bean. Yeah, that would be probably be Kobe. One I would smoke with Kobe Bean. Similar, a similar to what you said about Tupac. He is so articulate, and his his business background is so interesting to me. On where he was, like I felt like he was still on the up and up on where he was in life. And I watched like some of his last interviews, and I just, you know, I was like, man, you know, if I could sit down with Kobe and just say, you know. What do you do in the morning every single day? Like just a simple question. I just want to understand, you know, Kobe Bryant and yep. you know his process. But there was, there, it is a good question. But to dive a little deeper, someone who I haven't said, and you said, you said who's passed, right? Not alive. He'd be alive. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the, the I had I had my list because fi- I thought about it. The, yeah. The five people that I said were I said Kobe Bryant. I said Eric. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Eric Thomas. The um. He's a, he's a motivational speaker. He would he would yeah. get me. Uh, I think they call him the hip hop preacher. Yeah, ET the hip hop preacher. Yeah. So um, I used to go door to door. My first job out of college, I would knock on people's doors. And then obviously in New York, I was out there in the sleet, the rain, the snow, you know, zero degree weather. So I needed that's like right. some kind of motivation. And that's the time that Eric Thomas was really on the up and up, especially on YouTube. So I would watch his videos. And like get fired up to go knock on some doors, and I was like, "Let's go!" So, uh, so it was Kobe Bryant, Eric Thomas. I did say Frank Sinatra. Um, I said Derek Jeter, and who was my last? Oh, and, uh, and J Cole. It was either between J Cole or Nas, and I was like, "Ah, now Tupac." <laughs> okay. okay, wait a minute. Question two B point two. Let's hear it. Why did Why did you pick? J. Cole over Nas. Very interesting. I am so interested. Well, it was a very tough choice. <laughs> it, was, it was very tough because my first my first favorite rapper growing up was Nas. I loved his stories. I loved the lyrics. I can close my eyes and just and listen to him and I can just watch a movie by him rapping. And then J. Cole mm-hmm. came around and I compared J. Cole to Nas because they're very lyrically parallel. Yeah. And the same thing. I can listen to J. Cole. I can listen to his stories. But um, I guess I grew up with J. Cole because I listened to him before he was a nobody. I listened to all his mixtapes on the warm up, the Friday Night Lights. So, yeah. and I always said like, and obviously this is just me exaggerating, but I felt like it was my son watching him grow and be successful because I watched him. I've been to his concerts in Brooklyn when they were just, you just show up and there's no seats. You just show up and nice. whatever, first come, first serve. So That's sweet. Um, it was hard for me, but I, I think I picked J. Cole because it was more relatable to me growing up. Nas, I picked up. I didn't grow up with Nas. You know, I, I obviously gotcha. learned everything behind him, but it wasn't this, his uh, his life and his career was 
obviously through the roof before I was even, you know, able to understand what hip hop was. So that's why I went J. Cole. What's your favorite J. Cole song? <sighs> Which one? I, I can give you my favorite album. It's like asking what's your favorite yeah. cigar. My favorite, favorite album by him is 2014 Forest Hills. I mean, every song, it's like Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent. Every song is a bang on that album. And, um, but there's so many good songs. If I had to pick a couple nope. of the top. Yeah, pick one. Yeah, pick, pick one. You gotta know. It's like, God. what's your favorite Tupac song? You gotta know. You gotta oh, know. <laughs> God. If I had to pick one. Oh, God. I don't know. I have to think. You want of... me to go my table? You think? Yeah. Let me get back, let me get back to Ben on that one. Okay. okay. Think about, think I have about to curate it. some thoughts song, right now. This, this is the song you're going to be stuck with on repeat for the rest of your life. Oh, uh, you're right. Uh, I'll, 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 let, let Justin go and I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm pulling up. Uh, I'm pulling Justin's up my over, list. He over, he's over here cheating because he's googling. Yeah. No, I had my. Uh, <laughs> I had my uh, my list, and I I, I had a DM'd. Um, so let me put it up. So the first one was uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, I I changed it up. I I picked a couple, but it was I was so. My brain like never shuts off, so I was kind of like going through, and I'm like on the spot. I got to pick somebody about his brain, and he's just like picked him up. And then it's funny because he went first, and he picked the name like. Fuck, I should have picked that name. And then I picked somebody. And then he went Frank Sinatra. I'm like, fuck, I should have picked that. Uh, but so I said, so Kobe Bean, Kobe Bean be the first one. Um, or LeBron James. It'd be one of the two. If it was if I had to pick somebody that passed away, rest rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, I'd pick Kobe Bryant or LeBron James. Their mentality on on how they can't process failure, they don't ever get tired, they're just constantly going to work and is fantastic. Um, the second one would be Frank Sinatra. Uh, my third one, I had like the third seat would be one of these three people: um, Tony Robbins, Les Brown, or TD Jakes would be one of those three people. Um, same kind of <laughs> it's uh, and it was tough because I'm like I went through I'm like all right the sports guy the music guy the motivational speaker like you said Eric Eric Thomas is great Tony Robbins Les Brown TD Jakes and I told TD Jakes too because like you can't sit down with your higher power I'm like all right I'm gonna sit down with Bishop TD Jakes that's how I get around it. <laughs> <laughs> loopholes oh like yeah a little loophole my fourth seat is one of two people either be ben franklin or abraham lincoln I sit down with one of those guys again just to hear like the mindset and the stories and just like it, the conversation i feel like conversation would just it would never end <laughs> and then my fourth seat was kind of weird was, uh, my fifth seat was kind of different it was interesting i'm trying to think of who would i who would be again stories like who would be somebody that just had crazy stories? So it was either Winston Churchill, probably because he smokes, a, he's a huge, or was a huge cigar smoker. <laughs> um, or this one's an oddball, Marcus Aurelius. Who's that? Marcus Aurelius was one of the Roman emperors, one of the five, the oh. five uh, good, five good Roman emperors, five good emperors, they call it. Um, one of the Roman emperors that brought peace to the Roman Empire. Um, but I have a lot, there's a lot of quotes from him as well. And just again, like, I'm trying to think of people that I could sit down with that would just have stories and totally different stories, like a story from Kobe Bryant versus a story from TD Jakes versus a story from Benjamin Franklin yeah. versus Abraham versus Marcus Aurelius. It'd be like they'd be totally different stories, yeah, no doubt. Um, so that was kind of my five. But if I really, really had to pick one, um, it it would probably be Kobe Bryant. That would, if I had to, all in all, it would probably be Kobe Bean. Kobe. Because his 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 mindset, his brain was like on just another level. Yeah, like an, I like agree. a like a agreed. 
it was almost like a godlike level. Like it was just completely the higher level of everybody else. And I just it was incredible. I can't explain it. It was incredible. I watched all his interviews and he was unbelievable. So So that's my long answer. So now back to you. Back favorite to favorite J. Cole. So <laughs> as soon as as soon as I went over to J. Cole, I mean as soon as I went over to Justin, I was, it went right into my head. I mean, the the one song that popped into my to my mind is G O M D. So if those don't know, it's called Get Off My Something Else. Eggplant. But the, the <laughs> Get song, Off My Eggplant. Yeah, get off my yeah, you know. You know <laughs> so um but I love that song so much because anytime I hear it, as soon as you hear the start I'm like, oh shit, here we go. And my brothers are huge J. Cole fans. And anytime it's in the car, we're like, to the window, to the wall. <laughs> and it's something, and it, like you can be in the club, you can be out by the pool, you can get fired up to it. And it, the song is, and I like the music video too, because it's, it's very uh, articulate and it's very artistic, but it's got to mm-hmm. be G-O-M-D. I mean, that song, nice. it, besides the lyrics, it gets you fired up. And that's, I'm all about just getting fired it's up. It's like that. So you ever see that video of the guy where he, I forgot what the title is, but it's a guy and he's driving the car and his son is sitting there in a passenger seat and he's like, when your jam comes on and like one of his old hip hop songs comes on and he's just like, And he starts like hitting his kid, yes. like, and the cereal, the kids trying to eat cereal, and the cereal's going everywhere. And yes. he's like, oh, that's one of those songs that you, when you have a kid, you're gonna put that on, and it's gonna, and you're gonna be like, let's go. You get like the, the Kevin Hart face. You're like, oh, 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 shit, here it comes, it's coming. So, so yeah, that would be my answer. Are you, a, are you a big J Cole fan? Um, or a Nas I fan? Don't know. I do not know his songs that well but i do i respect his position um on music mm-hmm. on the distribution of music um i know that and again you know nas j cole tupac those type of people are very cerebral they're very intentional with their words there is always a message no matter what the foundation is or yeah, they tell how us, commercial they tell a story the with their music you're going to walk away learning something about their life or something that happened. They're going to tell you they're storytellers. That's what it is. I love a good storyteller. So yeah. All right. So, but I I will, I will listen to that song when we get off of it. G O M G O M D G O M D. It's from the album 2014 forest Hills. Another good song is from his mixtape called dollar and a dream. What do you know? What? Why do you know that? He's a J. Cole fan. I'm telling you, I'm, J. Cole is my man. I'm telling you. It like I, That's I, awesome. I remember I remember when my, a friend of mine gave me his mixtape and it was on a burnt CD with the printed out uh, em, uh emblem and he's holding the basketball in the rain and I'm like he's like, Yo, listen to this guy J. Cole, you know, he's really good and I'm like, All right, another rapper, all right, sure, whatever. And then sure enough, his mic that mixtape, the warm up. As again, it's another mixtape that every single song, it's amazing. It's so Banger. bangers, bangers <laughs> for days. So I, I, I would highly recommend nice. it. If you haven't really listened to too much J. Cole, I would at least recommend spending an hour and just listen to some different songs and you will truly okay. uh, have a different perspective on him. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get back to you on it. Please let me know. Shoot me a DM. 
<laughs> All right. So this is so this is so let, here's gonna be the last question. Okay, because we're 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 coming to the end here. We've been talking, having a wonderful conversation. We're we're past an hour. Um, so the last question for you, and this is the song related one. Since you couldn't pick a favorite song for J. Cole, favorite song from Tupac. You said that's your man that you would sit down with, have a cigar. What song are you listening to? And why? You know what? <laughs> I respect him, but I was also in love with Tupac. So. <laughs> okay. In love. L-U-V. Okay. <laughs> um, Thug Passion is actually one of my favorite songs. Well, it's a, it's a toss-up between uh, Thug, Passion, and Toss It Up. Okay, don't judge me, because they are probably... Toss It Up is just a very raunchy song. <laughs> <laughs> but, but between the two, the instrumental alone, and Toss... Uh, not Toss It Up, but Thug Love has a feature with Bone Thugs and Harmony, yes. who, by mm. the way... Can we just take a moment for Bone Thugs and Harmony? <laughs> bone She's getting all flustered right now thinking about Tupac, Bone Who Thugs. Is it, crazy Bone, Busy Bone, which one? Listen, and and let's be honest. If you liked Bone Thugs and Harmony, you you had your girlfriends, everybody had a bone that they loved. Oh, yeah. Everybody. So, but the instrumental to... Uh, to Thug Love is is it's fantastic. That is a, that is a great song. <laughs> it's fantastic. One of my favorite songs by Bone Thugs is first of the first of the month. I don't know why. Bone Thugs and Heart. I haven't listened to that when I when I first time. when I first listened to first of the month. I didn't really understand what it was. I just liked the melody. I liked the chorus, and I was like, "It's the first of the month," and I would just be head bopping to well, it. And then... Well, it has to be because you couldn't understand what the fuck they were saying. Uh, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> this is true. You're like what? And this is back in the day when, you know, you had the old school blank tapes. And if you was fancy, you didn't get the gray ones. You got the colored ones. You got the yellow, <laughs> pink stripes. And you would record the song from the radio and then play it back. Play, stop, write. Play. <laughs> yep. Rewind. Play again. Stop, <laughs> write. Play, stop, play, stop. Like, and that is probably the only way I probably learned the words to both. Like the what you're talking too fast. What are you saying right that's now? That's like um that's like so true. Another so guy true. like that is uh is is Busta. Busta was like that where oh. he would have and and a lot of his the words would always be like the B's and the D's so like and you're like what the hell is this dude saying? I, I I love it. It sounds fantastic, but I have no clue what he's saying. That it reminds me of what you just said was you're not understanding what they're saying, so you would just keep playing press rewind, press rewind, and it reminds me of um, a song by Twista. And, yes, and, Twista's uh, another one like that. Yeah, Twista and T Pain, oh. Overnight Celebrity. No, 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 no. I, I don't think it was a radio song. It was a call, it was a song called called Creep Fast by uh, um, T Pain and, and Twista, and T Pain and Twista speak so fast on that song, and I wanted to know what they said, so I would go on Google. I would wa- I would list- look at the lyrics and then I would try to be. <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah. Oh my. That's oh, like the what can't. song is that? That's oh, you um. Can't Google. Yep. I I was you I was Google. Google. 
spoiled. Your heart. Uh, that's like what you know. There's two, two other songs like that. You you did it. You did it. The rough. Yeah, you, you actually had to, had, yeah. Play it back. Play it back. Right? I remember doing there that on the no... plane. On the plane, taking like just go, just restarting the song, and because it, it would have the one spot, you just restart it, let it play again. Like okay, I got like the first two words. Restart. All right, let me get the next two lines. Restart. I can't imagine doing it the way you did it. I mean, could well, it was it was the only way to do it. Yeah, I mean, of course, I, of course. I, I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how old you guys are, but I I must be a little older than y'all because there was no Google, there was no internet. We hadn't even got to MySpace yet, so that was the only way that was <laughs> happening. That was the only way that was happening. And I was probably in middle school at the time. And it was probably I and think. it was probably it was probably more impactful with the way you did it because you actually had to sit there yeah. and write down and, and listen and keep going. So it, it's yeah. definitely more I mean embedded. listen, those those songs back then, especially the Tupac songs, those songs are in my soul because I know every word. I'm a whole handful. We are ever in the same place. They drop the beat to how do you want it? Oh, I'm boy. just gonna let you know. Uh oh. I'm gonna be a whole new. You gotta be like, Shit, shit's about to, uh, as Kevin Hart would say, it's about to go down. It is going down. I turn into a whole nother person. I rap every word and I don't see anybody until it's over. There was two there was I two other that. I respect there was two that. other songs like that that I remember where they were really fast and you had to do it was Buster Rhymes was Can't Stop Me Now when he did it with Chris Brown. He had that one he had that one uh yeah, whatever it was. Everyone like, tried like, the one. Everyone tried. Yeah, to. it was like a few bars that he had that was unbelievable. Look and at then, me now. Look at me now. Yeah. Oh, look at me now. Not can't stop me. Look at me now. And um, the other one was Eminem's Rap God. Every <laughs> as soon as that song came out, everybody tried to get it. And I honestly, I don't even know if I had the breath to do it. No, I was like, I'm Un- gonna, I'll take the L on that one. Yeah. I'm not even gonna try it. <laughs> that, Eminem, you got that one. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try that That's one. That's it. So, but uh, so Ben. First and foremost, thank you for your time. It's been really enjoyable talking about hip-hop and cigars and understanding who you are as a person. But um, at this time, at the end, we do like to kind of give you the red carpet, kind of put out all the plugs, all the social media handles where people can find you and you know, let, them know, uh, let the people know. Um, Sisters and Smoke, literally on everything. <laughs> on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh yeah, that's all I got. Everything is everything is sisters and smoke. Easy. Make it nice and easy. We'll put those all across the screen. Sisters and smoke. Ben, thank yeah. you very much again for joining us here on the Burnout Podcast. We had a wonderful time. We hope you did too. And with Same, that, I enjoyed it. We'll, we'll send you off. We're gonna thank send you. you off. Cheers. Thank you, Ben. Cheers. Appreciate it. Thank Take you. care. <laughs>